Hello and welcome to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. I'm Emma, a mama of two girls, an ex-nursery practitioner and the creator of the Non-Perfect Parents Club. The Non-Perfect Parents Club is all about support, honesty, truths, acknowledging that none of us can be perfect parents because it's impossible and basically just speaking the unspoken. The only rule here is no judgment allowed. I love hearing people's stories, I love finding out about other parents, their family dynamics, their values and how they tick. So that is what this podcast is going to be. Some great honest conversations about parenting, hopefully delving into some nitty gritty thoughts and feelings that will make us all laugh, cry and sigh a big sigh of relief. Hello and welcome back to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. Today I'm joined by Lauren from Wear Em Out Reusable Period Pads. Hi Lauren, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Hi Emma, thank you for having me. Um, So if you'd like to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Um, So I'm Lauren Derrick, I am founder of a reusable period pad brand called Wear Em Out, but I'm also a mother of four, ageing from 27 down to 11. Um, so I'm still in the trenches with that one. I'm just about to head into secondary <laughs> school again. Oh my god, can't believe I'm doing that again. Yeah, so that's, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> well, so I've used um, your pads for a good few years now, um, and my eldest daughter, she's twelve. So through obviously like the last couple of years and stuff, we've kind of um, obviously had discussions. Um, They've done obviously like um, sex ed in school and all that kind of stuff. And um, it's because I use them and my girls have seen me using them and, you know, they're obviously around the house. It was always just a thing that when um, she started a period that she would use reusables, we'd have that conversation. Um, And she's I mean, she's happy for me to talk about this. I checked with her this morning. Um, but so she's recently started her periods and then that's what we've done. We've used, um, we've bought some of your reusables and that's what she's been using. Um, but I saw on um, obviously your posts that you do, because um, I follow you on, on your social media, um, that this isn't really the case for everyone. And um, you were talking about the lack of education in schools um, and how you don't feel that our children are kind of being educated in the choices that they have? I think, yeah, I mean, I applaud you on uh, educating your own daughter on it because um, at the moment it is the role of the caregiver to talk about these products because it's not not law that they need to include it in their sex ed classes. I've had some messages from teachers who have chosen to talk about them in their classes, but we need this to be a compulsory measure, Um, not to force the product onto people, but we need to be able to offer informed choice to the next generation because we done a survey and we noticed that a large population of that survey didn't know about reusables till 35 years old. So you're saying your daughter started at 12. That's a massive gap where they are just kind of blindly going into this disposable um, circle, which they, they don't know about other options. And that's where the first port call should be at, at school age. Uh, my son had his sex ed class as well this year. And um, he, they talked to him about tampons. I mean, if you can, if you can introduce the idea of a tampon to a twelve-year-old, yeah. I'm sure it's perfectly fine to introduce a washable pad because his thought on the tampon was just like, oh my god, as any twelve-year-old would be like, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, yeah. one, 
he said he knows our babies are made and he's never doing that because it's disgusting <laughs> you know I don't think it's too much of a, a push to ask them to talk about reusable products but not in a selling format but in an educational format we are just about to launch a government petition um, to make it mandatory in primary schools that it does become an option on the curriculum because you know we need to for those of you who don't understand the importance of of looking at reusables as an option for your periods, not just for periods, but bladder weakness, everyday freshness, whatever you're using these disposable pads, liners, tampons for. Um, they contain 90% single-use plastic. They take up to 800 years to break down. In the UK alone, there's 200,000 tonnes of them being thrown onto landfill, and that's not including the, I think it's 8 billion or something, that are being flushed away. Yeah. No, it's eight billion pounds the water boards are spending to unclog sewers from unflushable products, of which are disposable menstrual products, along with wet wipes, um, cotton buds, all the other, you know, stuff we shouldn't be flushing. Yeah. So the, the problem is um, not only the waste, but they're also reportedly containing up to 3000 toxic chemicals, which yeah. are having an impact on hormones and creating hormone problems which we've never seen such a huge rise, right, in in yeah. hormone problems because it's all about chemical overload and we're so overloaded with chemicals generally in everyday life. Our bodies can't process them all. So the menstrual products, again, if you're educated in what's in them, what they contain, then you may choose another option, whether that be a cup or pants or pads or whatever. Yeah, that's it. And, um, like, I don't... No, I don't. I can't think of any of our other friends um, that use reusables. Um, and for me, one of the big things to encourage my daughter to use reusables was that because I didn't know before about the toxins in them. And it was the things that I kind of learned off you about, you know, just even having shorter and lighter periods, which no one ever believes me when I first tell them, but I've used them and I've, I've found it. And it's like, it is like, wow, how, how can that even work? But then when you realize the amount of toxins and stuff that are in your disposables. And you're not the only one, our trust pilot, you know, everybody's like, this has completely changed my period because your body isn't taking on even more toxins. What happens with toxins in the body is, the excess that our bodies can't get rid of they just turn them into hormones because they don't know how to expel it so it's not rocket science i mean listen i'm not a scientist i'm not a medical expert do your own research google it this is this is reportedly because there's not been scientific studies to to link the two completely together but when you look Mm -hmm. at the ingredients in fact let me just touch on that if you look at the ingredients of these disposable products it will say yada 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 yada. Then fragrance. It's the fragrance part that's the problem. So while these companies are saying they're being transparent with their ingredients in the UK, there's no legislation to say that they have to list the full list of ingredients. And the fragrance part, that one word, contains all the chemicals and toxins. Mm-hmm. So even if you just remember that when you're looking at your ones in the supermarket, go for the organic disposables. Go for the fragrance free. The reason they're so white is because they've been bleached. You know, if you look at the product, you've got to think, how's this been made? What's to look like this even? So it's just about education. There's a need for disposables. You know, we we know about period poverty. We know about homeless people. There is a need for disposable budgets. I'm not I'm not ever going to, you know, try and eradicate disposables as a place for it. But if if it's within your budget and it's the choice that you want to make, having the information, then crack on. 
if you don't want to, fair enough. You do you, babes. I don't care. It's it's entirely fine. I just want people to know what they're doing. And it's like you say, it's making that informed choice, isn't it? So, like for us, we we tend we aim to use mainly reusables, but like we will go between the two. So sometimes we will use disposables, and it's just having that option, isn't it? Um, I think even just... if you just swapped out your nighttime one, where you're wearing it for like eight hours. Yeah. Swap that one out for a reusable because then you don't have to leave the house. You don't have to worry about it leaking. You don't with ours anyway, to be fair. But you, you know that that could be your your gateway to the products. Just wear them while you're sleeping and reduce your toxic load there. Just wear them when you're at home. You know, kids' age, primary school. Wear them when you get home. Wear disposables to school. Where it's about offsetting as much of the toxin as you and the waste as you can. So however you feel comfortable and if that's just your pad at night then you're still doing something more more helpful towards the planet and your body so maybe yeah. just consider that as an option and mix it up yeah. there's no hard and fast rules yeah that's it and you do so i i tend to use them like you say at home um my daughter she's actually managed fine um going to school we got one of those the bags that you do um and she's managed better than me actually um using them out and about so it is just I guess you know trial and error isn't it and finding what works for you and what you're comfortable with it's going to be completely personal to everybody's lifestyle their budgets their you know not everybody wants to be putting washing on to be fair so for that, again for those who don't know you just wash them with your normal wash you rinse them out when you take them off I'll rinse mine out I mean I'm so savvy and I've been wearing not just my brand but other brands for many years I was wearing them for about five years before I created my own brand and I created my own brand because the ones that were on the market were really ugly weren't great and I didn't really want to talk to my mates about it so I was yeah. like what we need is a pad that looks good mm-hmm. that works really hard and that can create this conversation people aren't going to shy away from the conversation and be like oh my god did you see this brand it's really cool so that's yeah. why I created wear them out because I wanted it to be part of the everyday life rather than some sort of hidden secret stashed away yeah um, so it's got to work entirely for your lifestyle your budget what you you know what you want to do washing wise yeah um you can hand wash them I mean I've hand washed them in the shower with shower gel you just got to make yeah. it easy I think the way to look at it is if you leaked out on your pants you wouldn't burn them you'd put them in the machine you know your jeans your bedding we've all done it we've all done it you just yeah. chuck it in the machine and it's they're no different to that so and I think yeah. that's it's that thing isn't it of like it doesn't need to be a taboo subject you know it's it needs to be an open conversation there doesn't need to be the shame or the embarrassment does so that I still find I, I think it's better but I still find that there is this kind of embarrassment around the blood 100%. And I still, like, I'm perimenopause. You wait till that comes, babes. Honestly, oh, I, I, I still find myself, like, if I've got my period, when I stand up checking the chair behind me, you know, and I, I don't think I've ever leaked out of one of my pads, like yeah. my, the wear them out pads, to be honest, because I just go for the mega, mega. I go for the biggest one. I'm, I'm just all in. Um, but I still check because that shame is ingrained in us. There's mm-hmm. a lot of psychological undoing around these, these types of products. One, 
if you imagine the scenario, this is why it's so important that we get this changed in schools, because the first if the first contact that someone may have with this conversation or the products that they will be using could be in an environment where there's shame because you're sitting in a classroom with people. You know, yeah. it's not your caregiver giving you your, your mates. It's a teacher, which is awkward. It's already built this this framework for shame around this top topic. Back in my day, they used to separate the boys from the girls. Yeah. Now, periods. You know, not only do they affect 50% of the population and they're the reason that we can create life, but secondly, my husband has to deal with periods because I deal with periods. My sons have to deal with periods because their girlfriends have periods. This is a conversation that every single human being needs to be part of because our 28-day cycle, you know, can change our personalities as we know. And these people have to live with us. So why not educate them as well? In the fact that, yeah, all right, I might be a bit grumpy that day, but Jesus Christ, I'm bleeding out my hole. Give me some, give me a break. You know, these conversations need to be had in every situation to our sons, to our husbands, to our partners. Everyone needs to talk about periods. It's part of life. Yeah, that's it. That's, it makes, that's made me laugh actually, because my husband is the only male in our house. There's me and then we've got two daughters. Um, And last week, our eldest was, she was very um, grumpy. We were really struggling with her. And then he realised before me that what time of the month it was. And he'd kind of said, oh, you know, oh, you know, I think I think it's, she's due on, you know. And I was like, oh, you are getting it. Like, <laughs> oh, it's so important, though, isn't it, that they, that they understand it? Because it's really hard to have a relationship with someone who doesn't understand your cycle and why you behave in a certain way. They're just going to think you're irrational or worse still get really defensive around it. And you're like, Oh, I don't need you putting up your walls, you know, like I'm not coming for you. What age are your girls then? So they're 12 and seven. Oh God. So you've got it all yes. coming. The teenage years. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my husband's <laughs> dreading it. <laughs> but at least he's educated in it. What does he think yeah. about the reusables? Um, He's not really said much, to be honest. It's oh, just what we, what we do. Like, he doesn't kind of, doesn't bother. And obviously, I'm very much an advocate for the the pros of them and, and how good they are. So, you know, I think he, he just, he's very good anyway. Like, he just tends to go with the flow. But that's just, that's just what we do now. So, yeah. Brilliant. Um, so what um what kind of what are the most common things that you hear about as to like why people are hesitant to switch because I know there's still quite a like I know from speaking to my friends like I say I'm always kind of you know talking about why I switched and how good they are and I know from speaking to my friends the kind of resistance that I meet um so what are the kind of you know things that you hear as to why people are resistant and what would you say to them probably the same sort of resistance you here to be honest there's always like a handful of questions that come up the same the first one is the ick factor I've got to say you know there, there needs to be this psychological shift that it's not dirty and you know your podcast is for parents and no doubt that every parent that ever listened to it or came into contact with your um, content has wiped shit off a child's ass like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean yeah. if we've got an issue with our own bodily functions but can wipe shit off another's ass we need to look at ourselves and be like, what, why do I feel so disgusted by myself, but I'm okay with doing, I mean, my thing is snot. When the kids have a cold, I'm (laughs) out, I can't, or the vomit, you know, if you think about the things we do for our kids, 
why can't we manage our own period blood? It all comes back to that whole shame, societal shame around it. We really yeah. got to look at ourselves and, and feel proud of the fact that our body is so bloody clever that it knows exactly what it's doing every single day, adjusts our hormones just in a way that will pre- create this period at the end. I mean, I'm not all that hippie or woo or like I wouldn't be feeding my plants with it. But there's <laughs> got to be a certain amount of respect for what our body goes through, especially if yeah. you've had children. Your children are here because of your periods, because of your hormone cycle, you know. And it is about if you can wipe shit off their ass or you can wash those bed sheets that are sick of uh, covered in vomit, which really makes me gag even thinking about it. But we've all done it. Like cleaning this out is no big deal. And what I'll say is the first couple of goes, you might you might initially think, oh, God, this is going to be gross. But I guarantee it when you hold that pad under the running water, <laughs> I don't know if you got this, Emma. But it kind of puts you in a bit of a trance. You're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. And then every, every pad you become like, oh, my God, well, there wasn't as much this time. Or there was a yeah. bit more this time. It just becomes really fascinating. Because you, it's quite hypnotic. Because you're just watching the blood run away. It's not that big of a yeah. deal. But rinse it under cold water. Don't even look at it if you don't want to look at it. Just rinse it under cold water. I put mine on the side. Or you can put them in one of our storage bags. And then if you've got a full stock, which is usually about 12, you can just shove them all in um, the wash together and just dry them overnight. It's the smaller pads dry overnight. It's that simple. The other questions are how many do you need? That's going to be really personal to how you want to wear them. Do you want to wear them full-time, part-time? How heavy are your periods? All of that. I'm open to anybody coming to me directly and asking me because that's what I'm here to do, by the way. Mm-hmm. So just come and find me on my socials or drop me an email. Um I think the hygiene thing is the biggest thing. Do they smell? No, they don't. I mean, you, you're a customer, Emma. They, mm-hmm. The the smell that comes from disposables is the bacteria that is growing in a essentially a carrier bag that you're sitting on that's got no air getting to it. It's creating yeah. a bacteria that's creating an odour. It's a vicious cycle. Our pads are breathable, so you don't get that, that stink that you get with disposables. Yeah. Um, I think the majority of it is the washing. People are like, oh, I couldn't. But I'm like, oh, come on, babes. You've probably washed out far worse than this if you've got kids. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. I'll go back to again. You, Everybody's leaked. Everybody has leaked on their clothes at some point. Yeah. So what did you do in that situation? Yeah, that's it. And it's it's just blood at the end of the day, isn't it? And I remember when I've shared um, a post before, I know I kind of resonated it to when if you, you know, when your baby's born, however way they're born the first first thing that happens is they put the baby on you and you're not kind well I don't know anyone some people might be I don't know but I would say the majority of us aren't kind of squealing then that you've got blood and whatever else on you it's just your baby isn't it and that is no different to what's happening each month when you have your period I tell you what that the stuff those babies are covered in when they come out and a great <laughs> my 11 year old actually done that meconium poo on me oh, and you can't even get that stuff off it's disgusting I was covering that but you know what I used to be a birth doula so I used to go to births and support women when they were birthing mm-hmm. and you know you'd have women sitting in a birthing pool and there's no shame around this this is childbirth it's a bloody beautiful thing and I've done it myself hands up did I leave a floater in the pool when I had AIDS yes I did you know <laughs> What you're sitting in in a birth pool, either you're weeing in there, you're pooing in there, you're bleeding yeah. in there, and you, you, it's the most joyous time, you know. So you get out your pool, and I mean, God knows what I was covered in, but it's just blood. It's it's something you've been dealing with for years and years, and and it, and if I can say anything, 
I want to just don't ever if you're using disposables and that's your bag absolutely fine I don't attach any shame to what people do that's the doula in me you just do you babes don't flush them though just don't flush them that's all if you want to do anything for the planet don't flush them yeah so um for kind of for the parents that are listening I mean some of uh, probably most of these um mums will maybe not even know about reusables themselves but what would you say in terms of where to start for both them and their their daughters or their children yeah I think well sit and have the conversation with your kids but like what you're doing Emma lead by example if this is something you want for your child and the reason why I um started my brand when I did was because my daughter Darcy she was 13 and she was starting and she would never have worn the reusables that I was wearing. They were disgusting. They were for, I won't name the brand, but they were they were really awful. And they were made out of fleece. But they were really they were just horrible. Anyway, so um I, I said to her straight away, you know, this is what we've got. She tried tampons because that's what her mates were doing. And I just turned a blind eye and was like crack on. Um, but she realized just from watching me that there was other options and she made her choice. So lead by example, do your own research. If it could be that the mum wants this for her kid, but not necessarily for herself just yet. So explore mm-hmm. it together, you know, talk to your kid about it. Um, we do a really lovely first gift box, first period gift box, which is like some of the smaller pads, a really cool book that's aimed at 10 to 12 year olds for, about periods and their bodies and everything. It's, it's Millie Hill. It's a really fun book and a little crystal bracelet that just sort of, sort of supports their hormones. Uh, gifting them that would be really nice or create your own box even buy a couple of pads and create your own box for what your kid wants because it's really personal to you um uh and yeah just explain that you're not don't put any pressure on them or if you're a mum who hasn't tried them I would say just get one um in fact we've got a code that I'll share with you that's not for everybody but it's just one pad it's J-O-P just one pad and you can get free shipping in the UK using that code so if you if you're like I want to buy one pad but I don't want to pay for the shipping on it just one pad we put we created this coupon because what we found was people who bought just one pad that was enough for them to be convinced then that it was a good idea for them and they came back and done their full stock so it's it's beneficial for us both but try one pad if you're scared try at home where you haven't got to leave the house wear it when you're not even on your period especially for young people wear it when you haven't got your period so you get a feel of wearing it taking it off changing it without having to deal with the blood initially so you just get yeah. a feel in your pants. Um, I'd just say go at your own pace. Go really slow. Don't put any pressure on yourself. Don't think that you have to be an eco-warrior. And if you start wearing reusable pads, you've got to start knitting your own clothes. Because I'm all <laughs> about, you know, I'm no eco-warrior. I call myself eco-curious. I'm interested in other options for sustainability. They may yeah. not be my budget. They may not be something that I'm into. <clears throat> but offsetting in the areas that I can and be more sustainable is my part of the bigger picture mm-hmm. great and I love um that Darcy's got such a strong role in your business as well like I see you post that you're doing her posts and stuff and I absolutely love that um but yeah that's um I'm just trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to ask you I think oh, oh that's that's what I wanted to mention as well I was looking on your website before and you have got some really great blogs on there haven't you and there's a couple um aimed at if your um your child is starting their period and kind of lots of information on there yeah how to support your tween 
yeah, yeah so again just what we're going over um there's a really great guest blog on there by someone called tara ghost who does workshops for teens about menstrual health in general she's someone that you that's worth looking up if you want to start these conversations with your kids because she talks more about the menstrual side of it so it, it you know because there's just so much untapped information that we don't understand about our menstrual cycles and how much effect they have on us as humans walking through the world and when you understand more about the 28 day cycle your period isn't just a seven day cycle it's 28 days mm-hmm. every month every day our hormones are shifting to, to ultimately become the period um we have a period tracker actually a journal that's on half price i don't have one to hand but on the website so that you can track your periods and your cycles because it's really important that we understand and to educate the next generation yeah. that some parts of their period they or their cycles rather in the month they're going to be different people and how they can navigate that sometimes in the, you know they like the seasons of the um weather we've got spring yeah. summer autumn winter and our personalities and our bodies physicalities change it within that 28 days so yeah tara ghost is a really good one to follow and to help transition your tweens but we do have a blog on there that she wrote and I think one that I wrote so there's information on the website yeah yeah and it's that thing as well isn't it of um kind of like I'm really bad at tracking but I've obviously encouraging my my daughter to track and I think we it's that thing of just accepting that it's such a huge thing for our bodies like I think we can be so you know just yeah yeah we're on our period but it's it's a big deal really what our body's going through and you know all the changes it can bring and and that kind of thing and i think as women our bodies aren't supposed to we're not built to be working nine to five and raising a family and cleaning the house it doesn't work with our our cycles it doesn't work with us and our who what we are as women we're supposed to be sitting in the caves waiting for the food to be brought to us right that's that's how we are physiologically made and there is no allowance for that in today's world. There's no allowance. I mean, I know, I think in Spain, they've just made it that um, period leave, you can have up to three month, days a month period leave off. Yeah. Because when we are having our periods, our bodies are working so, so hard. And if you yeah. don't understand your cycle and all the changes, you can't make allowances for that. Well, not just that, you can't give yourself permission for that. There's times in our periods where we're supposed to do nothing and it's really hard as women to give ourselves permission to do nothing because we're expected to behave like men and also raise the kids and run a home, obviously, but um, have these jobs and do all of this stuff and not without the allowance of what our body actually needs, which is why we get such burnout and because our bodies are crying out for us to just stop and we don't allow ourselves to do it because unless you understand what the messaging is, you just got to try and override it all the time and it just leads to burnout and overwhelm and that's it I'm only kind of just learning all this and I I was very much like I'd just kind of push through and keep yeah. going and be exhausted and it's only sort of this year that I'm looking into it more mainly because of I think when my daughter started her period it's it's changed it for me because it's not just about me now it's about her as well and mm educating her and making sure that she's looking after herself and so I've kind of started this now of looking into it more and I've I'm learning all this kind of stuff and looking back I'm just kind of thinking like wow like why did nobody tell me this why none of us really knew did we and the amount of times I've pushed through when now I think no I need to rest um 
I think it's it's a good sign of the times that we're sitting here having this conversation now, to be honest. Things are changing and these conversations are coming. Um, this is why we need to get it into primary schools, compulsory in primary schools, that these conversations start that early. Because like you say, if you want to support your kids, um, like my daughter, she's at uni now, Darcy, and she'll bring me crying and she'll be like, oh, my God, I'm so overwhelmed. And the first question I ask is, where are you in your cycle? Let's have a look at what your body's doing because this is messaging for you. This isn't just that you're shit or that you're not doing enough or that you're not this, that and the other. This is about, right, what's your body telling you right now? Your body, And it always comes down to, oh, God, yeah, actually, I'm going into my winter phase. We don't want to be sociable. We don't want to have loads on our plate. We don't want, you know, we want, it's winter. We want to hunker down. We want to take time out. That's So when you're feeling that massive overwhelm, look at where you are in your cycle and question that. And that's what you can hand on to your children once you've done the kind of learnings yourself or learn together it's so important and not just that going forward in relationships to be able to communicate to your partner right I just need some space I need some time alone or I'm feeling really sociable let's go out let's do stuff but to be able to communicate why you flip so much between the seasons and why what's happening it helps Mm -hmm. in all your relationships friendships and everything even your relationship with yourself for god's sake you know like give yourself a break oh it's just my body doing what it needs to do yeah yeah that's it um yeah I think um that's everything that I've I wanted to ask around Gemma we covered a lot of ground we have there yeah (laughs) no I think that'll be really um really helpful for the for the listeners um every podcast I do I always learn so much and I gain so much from it and I know that my listeners will too so thank you for joining me and can I just ask everybody even if you don't want to follow me just please sign the petition to make change for other people. You don't have to, you know, buy into the pads or anything like that, but just to offer these, uh, the next generations like choice and information. Yeah. So when my petition comes out, keep an eye out for it and sign it and share it. And let's get, I've got to get a lot of signatures for this to happen. So I'm going to be banging that drum for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. And what I'll do in the um, podcast description, I'll um, put all your links as well so that um, all the listeners can find you easily. Perfect. Thanks so much, Emma. I really appreciate that. Thank you.